Is your money not sure what to do with itself right now? At Ally, they'll help it save for the future with their smart savings tools. Bucket your money for the things that matter most. Analyze your spending and save automatically. All on top of a competitive rate. For all things money, you deserve an Ally. Visit ally.com slash savings for more info. Ally, do it right. Ally Bank, member FDIC. This is The Sporting Life on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Here's Jeremy Schapp. A baseball season with all its ups and downs and its myriad characters is often a great way to look at not just the world of baseball in a particular moment of time, but at the country at large. Such is the case with a new book by our next guest. The book is titled The Called Shot, Babe Ruth, the Chicago Cubs, in the unforgettable Major League Baseball season of 1932. And as promised, the author, Thomas Wolfe, not that Thomas Wolfe, joins us now. Tom, thank you for being with us. Uh, thank you, Jeremy. I'm delighted to be here. It's quite a heavy literary burden to be put upon by your parents. <laughs> when when they give you that name, when you already have that surname, you had no choice except to become a writer, I suppose. I guess that that's true, and I think it came from my mother, actually, who lived in Black Mountain, North Carolina, during World War II, and interviewed Julia Wolfe, who was Thomas Wolfe's um, mother. So I kind of think she had the name uh, Thomas Wolf um, in her mind at that point. Well, I promise not to make any any bad jokes about going home again as as we talk <laughs> about the 1932 baseball season. And, and the, there is um, there is so much going on, as we said, in baseball every year. But that year, there's so much going on, of course, in the country. Can you can you set the stage for us? 1932 in America. Sure. The the present has an kind of an odd way of reminding us of the past, and there's certain correlations between 2020 and 1932. 1932 is notable because it was in the midst of the Great Depression. Prohibition was ending and had been a failed experiment. Uh, there were demonstrations in the streets of the nation's capital. Uh, World War One veterans were demonstrating in the hope that they could get paid their World War One. Um, bonuses, and there was certainly um, economic depression throughout the country. Homeless, um, homeless people, and um, the whole country really was experiencing a year of social unrest, fear, suffering, uncertainty. And it was a presidential election year, so politics was um, part of the story in 1932 as well. We're speaking with Thomas Wolf about his new book, The Called Shot, Babe Ruth, the Chicago Cubs, and the unforgettable Major League Baseball season of 1932. And I would venture to say, correct me if I'm wrong, Tom, but this this genre, taking one season and really dissecting it, was was pioneered by the late, great David Halberstam. Um, and now we've seen, uh, we, we've seen the the methodology applied to a number of different seasons. Uh, why why for you of all <laughs> Major League Baseball goes back to 1869 or 1876, however you want to count it, right? Why 1932? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, and you're right about uh, David Halverson's book, Summer of '49, how that kind of launched the genre. And there are a whole bunch of really good books that have been written about single seasons. For me, 1932 um, 
was a kind of pivotal moment, of course, in American history. And what I liked about it in terms of baseball was it seemed to me it combined the three elements that are necessary for a great baseball season. Terrific players, Hall of Fame players on the field competing against each other, great pennant races, and then memorable or iconic moments during that particular season. The other thing that drew me to the story was that I had heard a a story and researched a story about a prison warden who had taken one of his inmates to the World Series games in Chicago in 1932. And I thought that was kind of a neat story of of compassion, a very compassionate warden uh, and his prisoner who had bonded over the Chicago Cubs. But then as I looked more into the 1932 season, I realized that it had uh, had a shortstop of the Cubs who was shot by his girlfriend, had a fight between an umpire and the Chicago White Sox, and of course ended with Babe Ruth's um, called shot in what was Ruth's last World Series. So there were just so many good baseball elements in on the field and in the culture that uh, attracted me. I thought nobody had written about 32 yet. Somebody was going to, and I wanted to be the first. Yeah, it's 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 always hard when you're writing about Babe Ruth. I would imagine, not that I have really, but I've read a lot about Babe Ruth. Um, to prevent him from taking over the story, he is. Uh, oh, this is just a terrible cliche, but he is so much larger than life, and he commands um, uh, the stage in such a way and demands our attention in such a way. How do you prevent yourself when you're writing this book? speaking to Tom Wolf about his new book, The Called Shot, from letting uh, Babe Ruth run away with the whole thing? Well, I knew there was a lot going on outside of, um, outside of baseball and a lot going on in both pennant races so that I had other material to, to reach, reach for and to research. Um, Rogers Hornsby is a, is a key factor in, in the story of 1932. Dizzy Dean was a rookie in 1932. Uh, the Cubs really were a, a terrific story in 1932 because they overcame adversity throughout the season to make it to the World Series. So Ruth obviously was going to be a dominant figure in the book. He's in the prologue and he's at the end. So uh, the book has a beginning and an ending that is around Ruth. And as you know, he was a monumental figure um, in the story of the 20th century as an athlete and as a cultural icon. Um, he had charisma, a winning personality, a great backstory, um, and exceptional talent as, as an athlete. So you're right. You can't write a book about Babe Ruth and not have him um, take center stage. He's, he's going to take it whether you, you want him to or not. Uh, but there was enough going on elsewhere in baseball that I felt I could build a story around Ruth and still um, write a compelling story that told a story uh, of the season. We're not going to have time here uh, in the time allotted to us now to to get into um, all the elements that make 1932 special, but we're talking to Tom Wolf about his new book, The Called Shot, Babe Ruth, the Chicago Cubs, and the unforgettable Major League Baseball season of 1932. The Called Shot itself in the World Series, as you said, Babe Ruth's last World Series, he would play two more full seasons and part of a season in 1935 for the Boston Braves. Um, it is uh, it is a moment, of course, uh, here we go, <laughs> the cliches again, shrouded in myth, obscured uh, by the fog of time. Um, 
I could go on if you wanted me to, but I, but I won't. Um, uh, when you dig deep though into the contemporaneous sources, as I know you did, um, where do, uh, the myth and the reality intersect and where do they diverge? The issue really is how one interprets the phrase called shot. If one takes it sort of in the terms that are used in billiards, it means pointing exactly to where you're going to send the ball. Um, that, I think, is probably myth. I think Ruth never really claimed that. And although he did a lot of finger-pointing and arm-waving and bat-waving, um, some of it directed towards the outfield, I don't think he actually pointed to where the ball landed up. But the other part of what a called shot is, is that I think Ruth did predict that he was going to hit a home run, and he predicted the pitch on which he was going to hit it. Um, during his at-bat, lemons were being thrown at him from, from the stands by Cub fans. Cubs in the dugout were taunting him, um, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of trash-talking going on. The count went to two and two. Ruth didn't offer it the first four pitches. He took four pitches and held up one finger, indicating he had one more to hit it. Uh, and then, according to the home plate umpire, Ruth turned to him and said, if Ruth puts the next pitch in here, Charlie Ruth, who was pitching for the Cubs, if Ruth puts the next pitch in here, I'm going to hit it out. So I think by, demonstrate, by demonstrating um, his intention, he actually did hit a called shot. He called the pitch, and he hit that particular pitch um, out of Wrigley Field. In fact, he went over the scoreboard in right center, longest home run to date that had been hit at, at Wrigley Field. So um, we can debate whether or not he pointed in the right direction uh, where the ball went, but um, to me, he predicted the home run, and he hit it. Ultimately, Tom, was 1932 a year that signified the end of something or the beginning? That's a difficult question. I think for Ruth, it was the beginning of the end of his career as a player in terms of being a dominant player. Uh, as you've noted, uh, his, his statistics and performance on the field tailed off in 1933 um, and 34, and then uh, he had a very abbreviated season, I think only 70-some at-bats with the Boston Braves in 1935. So it was kind of the end of the Ruth era with the Yankees, but it was very quickly replaced by the Gehrig DiMaggio era, which led into the DiMaggio mantle era. So I think there's a kind of continuity, at least in Yankee history, that links Ruth, the end of Ruth's career with the beginning of a kind of dominance that the Yankees had through the forties and fifties. Um, Ruth as a figure, I think, stood above everybody else in the game in 1932, and his aura, I think, continues to today. I mean, we're 88 years past 1932, and we're still talking about Babe Ruth, and 100 years from now, somebody will be talking about the called shot. There's no doubt about that. One of, if not the most famous home runs in baseball history, I guess, you know, contextually, there's there's really the called shot, and there's the shot heard around the world. They're the record breakers, but those are numeric. Uh, they're not significant in and of themselves. Where, where, do, where do you fall on called shot versus shot heard around the world? I think I know your answer. <laughs> well, I have a preference for the called shot because uh, I'm just so close to the material. 
I think in terms of affecting a particular game or a pennant race, the shot call, the, the shot heard around the world really is a more significant um, competitive moment. Um, Roost is maybe a more outstanding cultural moment, and I think part of that is just the stage on which he accomplished that feat uh, with Franklin Roosevelt in, a, in attendance. And as I write in the book, um, the Game 3 of the World Series where Roosevelt was there watching Ruth perform was the last time Franklin Roosevelt ever played second fiddle to anybody in a public setting. And nobody other than Ruth really had the capacity to um, to ex- exceed the stature of, of Roosevelt in public. So um, so I've kind of leaned towards the called shot being my, my favorite of those of those two iconic home runs. As I would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> Thomas Wolfe's new book is The Called Shot, Babe Ruth, the Chicago Cubs, and the unforgettable Major League Baseball season of 1932. Tom, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Jeremy. I've enjoyed talking with you. I'm Jeremy Schapp, and you can listen to new editions of The Sporting Life every Saturday and Sunday morning on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app beginning at 6 a.m. Eastern Time. GEICO knows there are many reasons why you ride. From the thrill of the revving engine and pure adrenaline of flying down the highway to the confidence of knowing that GEICO always has your back with 24-7 access to claim service. But Ari Snyder has one reason in particular. I have extremely large upper arms. They won't even fit into most shirts. Thankfully, biking really embraces vest culture, so I feel accepted. GEICO Motorcycle. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.